Reggie Pegleton. Reggie, we always ask everybody on the show uh, the first question. How does it feel, man, to be a Green Bay Packer? It feels really, really good. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunity. Um, honestly, it's truly a blessing for me. I've been working for it, and uh, I can't wait for it to happen. Awesome, man. We're, we're really pumped to, to have you here. Uh, and I got to ask you, I mean, kind of a strange time to join a team with everything that's going on. Uh, so, you know, I, I got to ask you, how are you dealing with this adversity that, you know, for, for you to come in and uh, you're doing so much stuff online, it looks like. So what's your mentality? It's all about what you can control. And honestly, right now, it's, it's, it's studying and making sure that I'm ready for when I enter camp. And that's the only two elements I have right now that I have control of. And, and, and that's how I'm going about it every day. Uh, when we do report, then, then another, uh, you know, another phase of that control kind of opens up and I'll be able to prove to the coaches that I, I can perform as well. Well, and Reggie, it's just super impressive that Coach LaFleur singled you out uh, as, you know, a new guy on the team and everyone's going through this process. Uh, it's not a normal offseason. Uh, you're not able to be there in person for the OTAs, but just how impressed he was in, in your preparation and how you were uh, so involved. So I don't know if you realized that you were doing so well in, in the coach's eyes or if there was anything in particular um, that you were doing. Uh, I'm not trying to ask you to share your secrets, but um, in, in order to just be prepared and to, to do well and go through that process. Well, yeah. So the biggest thing, especially with this virtual uh, online meetings and everything, is, is, is confidence. And I've been waiting for this moment pretty much all my life. I'm a little bit older than a normal rookie. And so I'm putting myself out there. And that's one thing you have to do, especially when all you're doing is, is virtual meetings. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to be wrong because we're all here to learn, right? So... And that's the biggest thing about me. I'm always, I'm always up to learning something new. So if I have a question, I'm going to say it. I, I don't care. I, I mean, I'm not going to be the one that's going to uh, keep my mouth shut. And uh, the fact that I put myself out there, I think they respected that a lot. For sure. And just kind of going, you just touched on, you've been waiting for this opportunity. Um, you had a very successful college career at Lamar. Um, and then you spent three years uh, with the Stampeders in Calgary. So can you just tell us a little bit more about that journey and um, both on and off the field, what you've been through to get to where you are today? Oh, yeah. Well, coming out of high school, even though I had a really productive uh, you know, career coming out of uh, high school, I was a leading receiver. I still didn't get any scholarship offers uh, due to my size. I was a late bloomer. And so I got a preferred walk-on at my local university in my hometown of Beaumont, Texas. So I was able to stay there. Uh, my dad was able to pay for the classes. Uh, since it was home, you know, I didn't have to pay for room and board. It was just a few classes at a time. And uh, being a walk-on, uh, 
I knew that my chances of playing were very slim. So I actually went into college, you know, more focused on getting my degree. And at that time, my degree was going to be chemical engineering. I wanted to uh, have a four to five year degree and, you know, begin making, you know, possibly six figures coming out of college. I didn't want to waste it. And I live around a bunch of chemical plants, so it was just smart for me to do it. And uh, schooling was, you know, pretty easy for me. Uh, I, knew, I knew I could do it. Uh, but going back to the football portion of it, uh, I finally was able to get on scholarship, and I took off from there. I had the confidence after my first season on scholarship. Uh, I had a very good year that year, and it boosted my, my confidence to like, you know what, maybe, maybe if I have two more years after this, you know, two more years of doing this, I can get that shot at the next level. I didn't believe it at first, but that year gave me that confidence. And three years later, I broke every record at that university, and I felt like I deserved, uh, and I hate to sound entitled, but I felt like I deserved at least an opportunity. And when I didn't get that opportunity, uh, I kind of fell into a depression. So during that depression, I sat an entire year off because I didn't want to go to the CFL and play for pennies. I, my body was hurting at this time, and, and I didn't want to go up there. Uh, I didn't respect the game. As most Americans do, don't, they don't respect the CFL or the Canadian football. They don't know what they're doing up there. And it's natural, especially coming from Texas. I admit it. I didn't respect the game. Um, and then so I, I worked at a precious metal company. And that was probably the best thing that has ever happened to me. And the reason why is because the boss that I had, he cared about our morale. He cared about strengthening our morale. Uh, life, life lessons, something you don't get in grade school. And that was, that there has fueled me. It, it, it rocketed me to where I am today mentally. And from then on, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to play the what if game. I'm going to go to the CFO. I'm going to go the hard route if that's the route for me. And that's basically what I did. I went up to the CFL uh, I'm thinking maybe I go for two years and do it, but ended up being three. It is what it is. You can't rush time, but at least I got that opportunity. That's that's awesome. I mean, so it sounds like so you said that was your old boss, huh? So mm -hmm. it's almost like you had a coach even when you were uh, when you were working in a professional career, right there. That is exactly what it is. It's, it's all about what you personally go into it and what and how you visualize it. Yeah, somebody could. A normal person could be like, why is this guy like trying to tell me how to live my life and try to change how I think and everything like that? No, you got to understand there's more than life. You can always improve in anything you do. Take coaching. That's what it is. It's really coaching. Take it and use it. And I promise you, you if, you, if you're not where you want to be today, where you are right now, there is something you could do to get better. There's always something you can do to be better. You, you take those outside sources and, and, and you implement that and you just strive for it. Well, Reggie, I mean, that, you know, that mindset is just so impressive, especially for such a young man. You're, you're not going to be someone that is going to be sold short, for sure. I can tell um, just in talking to you here for a few minutes. Um, so on the field... Um, something that's really impressed me and just watching some of your highlights here with Stampeders uh, the last couple of seasons is, you know, you have some really impressive route running in that 
um, not only are you able to hit those underneath routes, you go over the middle, but you also run those deep routes. And those are different skill sets. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, the work that you've put in to put yourself into position to have those um, sharp route running skills? Because um, I, I don't know if you've talked to, to Aaron yet, but um, that's something that you can really uh, put yourself in a position to make a difference here um, with the Packers and in the NFL. If I go back to uh, high school, I've always improved every offseason I focused on at least one thing to improve on. I wanted to implement in the, net, in the upcoming season. So – High school, I was really good at catching. That I, I pretty much caught everything, and, and people knew that. Like he, he's always had sure hands, but at that time, I really didn't have the yak, the yards out to catch. Mm -hmm. So going into college, I was like, okay, catch the ball. Now it's time to catch the ball and see what you can do after. So uh, that's one thing I focus on every time in practice when we did routes on air was not just running my routes and, and catching a ball and that's it. No, I, I made sure I burst after the ball. I, I made an emphasis. I actually – I tired myself out in practice all the time because because I, I, I took that extra step in making sure that, you know, I'm trying to get as many yards out the catch as I can, even in practice on air, that, that ghost defender. You know, he's not going to defeat me in practice. I refuse to allow that to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, after that – uh, it was going in, going uh, going into uh, the next phase, which is the NFL phase. I focused on speed. I didn't I didn't really have the speed in college, and that's one of the main reasons why I didn't get my opportunity going into the NFL is because my my forty time wasn't you know blazing. Especially coming from a FCS school, that's one of the only ways you really get noticed. It don't really matter about the numbers. It's, is can you run with, you know, the people from Alabama, the LSUs, the Texases, you know, can, can, are you able to run with those guys? I mean, I understand it. When you have a big pool of players, that's kind of one of the things you, they, they look at. And um, uh, from there, from, from the speed, it, then it was the route running. Uh, when I finally got to the CFL, because it was, it, it was a different game, uh, you had to learn how to run without stopping, like pretty much in and out of breaks uh, without stopping, uh, like, like speed cutting. Um, if I did a dig route, you don't really break down on your dig. Can you, can you break here and run away from that guy as fast as you can? So I had to really focus on that and coming out of angles as sharp as you can. Uh, and that, that fueled my game so much. Because I already had the, the, the route running, the, the American football route running. I already had that part, but when I implemented the Canadian football route running and I put those two together, man, that's all that you wrote. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, I think that goes to the mental side of the game too, because, you know, you've got multiple route trees that you might be running based on where the DBs shaded or lined up on you. Um, are they playing you at the line of scrimmage or are they playing, you know, five yards or 10 yards back, uh, et cetera. Um, and the quarterback's going to expect you to know which way you've got to go depending on what he's doing, right? So, um, I, I mean, that's that's all a big part of it. And I think that's what Coach LaFleur must have been referring to was your ability to pick up some of those concepts because um, talk about – uh, the situation going back to being all virtual, you're not able to get out there and get on the field and get those live reps. So what are some other things that you're doing 
um, right now to get yourself physically ready uh, whenever camp does actually get started in person? Uh, I'm making sure that I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, that's one of the main things. I don't want any any excuses, especially with, you know, everything that's going on right now. We don't know if the preseason is going to be reduced or the number of people in camp. We don't know what's going on, If we even if we want to have a preseason. So even – even though I'm already behind the eight ball, I'm really behind the eight ball. So I can't have any excuses when I go into camp. Uh, and and honestly, I am in the best shape of my life right now, and I'm just ready to go. This this next month is is, is going to go really really slow, and I just can't wait. No, no doubt about it, man. Um, I I just uh, we're we're really pumped. I gotta ask you something. Um, I've been thinking about this. Were you watching the draft? Uh, all the hype in the world was that the Packers were going to – this is a deep wide receiver draft. The Packers are going to take, you know, X, Y, and Z. The draft comes. The draft goes. Nobody uh, gets called from the wide receiver position. Wags and I are pumped because we're excited about you in Green Bay. Uh, so I'm curious, did you watch the draft? What was your mentality after the Packers didn't take a wide receiver? Of course, of course, I watched the draft. Uh, honestly, the first round was the main one that I, I watched. Uh, and when they did pick love, I was, I was like, oh, oh okay. Like, <laughs> I, I smiled a little bit. I'm not going to lie about it. But at the same time, that's something I can't control. So even if they did draft a receiver, I have a job. And the thing that I control is me going out there and performing at the best of my ability and giving these coaches no doubt that I'm here to play. Don't care if I'm a draft pick or something, somebody they picked up. And uh, hopefully, you know, that's enough for me to, for me to get on the field. Uh, I can't really think too much into it because once you start start thinking, then, you, then your, mind, your mind is what's going to defeat you before you actually get into camp. And I'm not going to allow that to happen. And do yeah. you see – I've seen um, some, some articles about you maybe as a slot wide out. I, I've seen different things. Uh, is there any clarity right now for you on what positions they're kind of looking at you for within the wide receiver groupings, or, or uh, how does that look for you? Well, I've played slot at every level of my life, high school, college, CFL. I've played slot. However – I've always had opportunities where I was was one on one on the outside or came in motion, so I'm I, I could play both. And honestly, as of right now, no, it's not a. Uh, I don't have a definite answer for that, but I feel like they're really the way our offense is. You can't have a definite answer because we do so much motion as it is. Everybody plays pretty much the same position. Because, I mean, we, we literally can have Tay on the outside and he'll motion in and come to the slot and I'm on the outside. So it's like, what position do you are you really playing then, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. So you, you, the, the best answer I can give you is that as long as I learn all the concepts and know what everybody is running, I can run any position there is. Reggie, I just, I'm just curious. I wanted to ask, can you take us inside what the um, – structure or what the format of these OTAs has been? Is it mostly just been uh, with your position group? Are you doing one-on-ones with your coach, uh, your positional coach, or is there larger offensive group meetings or what exactly have the coaching staff been doing uh, to try to, you know, uh, organize and, and keep you guys engaged through this whole process? 
I mean, we've been having uh, team meetings, special team meetings, and uh, position meetings. And that's, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, we haven't had actual one-on-one meetings with the coach. We've had group meetings, like, for example, uh, uh, me and Stu and Dev uh, Funches. We, we've been in a meeting together, and we've been trying to learn this, this, this playbook. But that, that's about it. Uh, and yeah, have you had it. any opportunity then? Because it's not all just business. That's important, obviously, in, in getting you guys prepared and, and learning the playbook and, and uh, among the other things they're doing. But ha- has there been any, you know, opportunity? I know it's hard to have some social interactions with some of your new teammates as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We communicate. We we crack jokes and and, and communicate every now and then uh, in the meetings uh, when it's appropriate. For example, like uh, Tay, he kind of called me out on the cool. He was like, "Well, I don't know what kind of routes you know they run up there in Canada, right?" <laughs> and Tay, then that that sparked me. It was like, "Well, you know, I'm not Canadian, right? I play American ball like, all my life." <laughs> but he was like, "You know, we're going off the most recent, so you just gonna have to show me." And I was like bet say less i'll just have to show you wait till we get to camp so i can prove you wrong so it's, 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 it's that kind of stuff that's going on it, it it makes it fun that's that's really cool um and and uh i gotta ask you is that 84 is there significance to the number 84 for you uh and the opportunity you get to wear it in green bay uh honestly 84 was the number i was given when i went up to canada i didn't get to pick that number And that number has been good for me. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to change who I am. I'm going to keep that number. I know a lot of people that already had my 84 jersey in Canada and and my family at home. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to make a name for that. I'm going to make a name for myself with that number. And you mentioned uh, you're you're part of the special teams meetings as well. Do you have a lot of experience on special teams in the past? Uh, Is that something that you expect to be worked in on? here in Green Bay, or, or what's kind of your, your uh, comfort level there? Well, coming from an FCS level, we know that one of the only ways that you're going to make an NFL roster is special teams. So I did every special teams when I was in college. Even when I was in Canada, the fact that you have a 44-man roster with 12 people on the field, everybody's playing special teams, even the starters. So... I, I've always played special teams when I was up there in Canada. It's nothing new to me. I know it's part of the, it's part of the game. And, you know, starting off, you got to pay your dues. Uh, and I'm all for it. I mean, it's the third phase of the game. You can really get beat through the special team. So I, I really take that part seriously. And do you have any experience as a return man, too? Or are you mostly just uh, doing the coverage units on the special teams? Uh, I returned as well. Uh, I returned as well. I was typically always an alternate. But every time they kick to me, I always, I always produced. <laughs> I, I mean, you mentioned, I was just going to say, you mentioned your yards after the catch. Um, that was one of the other things that really stood out to me in the video. You just seem to have an uncanny ability to break tackles. So, I mean, I'm just thinking if they give you an opportunity to be a kick return man or, or you're a punt returner, um, I'm sure you'd be love to get the opportunity to do that. Um, is that mostly – is that something you've always been good at or is that something else that, you know, just in working, building up your strength and, and that's something that you've been able to develop over time as well? I developed it over time. Uh, I, I, going into training, I made an emphasis that the first man is not going to make the tackle. 
And typically, uh, when you catch the ball, it's usually only one around you. So when you make that one-man miss, maybe you could gain six to 10 to 15 more yards after the catch. And, and, and that's huge. That, that, that's huge. Yeah. Can you get a second first down after the first down that you made? And uh, that's, that's what it's really all about. Me, I'm not a guy who really cares about touchdowns. Uh, I know fans like touchdowns, and that's how you get recognized and everything like that. But if I could keep those chains moving, I, I'm, I'm happy. Like, I, I'll be that guy. I'll be that guy that gets all the first downs. I'll get 10 first downs in one drive and then let somebody else score. I don't care. Guess what? That's that's 80 yards right there. I mean, tw- I mean 100 yards. <laughs> well, that's certainly a, a good it. way to endure yourself and build trust with your quarterback, too. So, um, no doubt about that. Um, hey, Reggie, I just to kind of just change the topic a little bit, um, you've got some pretty incredible, uh, you know, pictures on your Instagram of, of some of your uh, fishing expeditions. So, um, I mean, what's your best catch ever? Uh, you know, are you going to be starting, uh, you know, uh, Reggie's fishing tours here through in the off season? Or, or what, 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 talk us a little bit about your um, passion and your skill as a fisherman. We've got a lot yeah. of lakes in Wisconsin, Reggie. So I heard, I heard, I heard. <laughs> I, I have a lot of people coming at me and telling me, man, we need to take you when you, when you come out here. And I actually be stoked if, you know, I get that opportunity. Uh, but growing up as a kid, my grandfather was a big fisherman. That was one of the things he was able to connect with me. Uh, my grandfather was a very stern man. And uh, fishing allowed him to really, really open up. And we were able to bond. Uh, my dad was also a fisherman, but he worked all the time. So I was always with my grandfather and it kind of just, it, it, it stuck with me. It, it, he knew that if I found the love in the fishing, I'll go fishing instead of being out in the streets. So it was like one of those, one of those things that, that it, that he took a chance on and it worked and it, it, it stuck with me. Uh, now fishing is a, it's a happy place for me. It's, 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 it's a place for me to get away from the world. Uh, I, call, I call it a getaway drug from real world responsibilities. Because when you're out there on the water, it's just you, nature, the sound of the water, the birds, and I turn off my phone. And I get away. I literally get away. And it's, 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 it's really, really fun. And in the future, I, I, I've had ideas, but I haven't really implemented any plans. I kind of want to start a nonprofit uh, for for that reason that I mentioned with my grandfather, because I feel like if a lot of kids can get that that opportunity and develop a healthy hobby, uh, it would get them out of the streets the same way it, it, it potentially did for me. Uh, the other thing a lot of people don't don't know that I do is is I bowl a lot. So I fish and I bowl. That's one of my two main hobbies. <laughs> well, Wisconsin's going to love you, man. <laughs> we do those too. Yeah, if you're, if you're not afraid to get out there in the dead of winter, um, there's some, some pretty excellent sturgeon fishing, I've heard. I'm not much of a fisherman myself, but uh, you would probably heard, impress heard. some folks. Yep. I heard I, wanted to, I want to catch a sturgeon, a big old sturgeon. Them things there look like they'll, they'll give you a good fight. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> Yep. And you've been super generous uh, with your time today. Uh, but I, I have uh, one question I, I like to ask. I'm just curious. Uh, music. Are you a music guy? Is there music that hypes you up? Music that you like to listen to before games? You know, 
week one in Minnesota. Uh, what are you going to have in your earbuds? Well, typically, when I uh, in the past, I actually uh, pregame to slow jams, R&B. I like to stay calm. I don't really like to be overhyped and exert too much energy because, you know, the game of football, I mean, you use a lot of energy anyway. So I like to be one with my thoughts. I don't want my mind being all over the place. Uh, so typically I listen to slow jams and uh, allow my body to relax. And then I can be a silent assassin when I'm out there on the field. <laughs> awesome, man. That's fantastic. And Reggie, um, thank you so much for taking some time to join us. Uh, um, it was really nice to get to know more about you and your journey to the NFL. And we're really looking forward to seeing you in camp and beyond because, um, um, you know, I just, I'm just so impressed, I have to say, uh, with, with your whole approach. And, um, and I, I, I think we're going to uh, see a uh, diamond in the rough here and some fans that don't know you yet are going to uh, to know your name by the time it's all said and done with camp here. So um, best of luck to you. Um, and hopefully we get a chance to talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity for having me.